Episode 57 of Succession Secrets, Biggest Mistakes When Pursuing Succession. Welcome to the Succession Secrets Podcast, where you can grow, groom, and graduate from your business in just seven minutes a day. And now, here is your host, Steve Prada. Welcome back, Succession Seekers. Today, I would like to answer a question from Jeremy in North Chesterfield, who asked me, what are the biggest mistakes when someone is pursuing succession? And I'm going to answer this question from the vantage point of the business owner, as opposed to the, the successee who is looking to move up in the ranks. So from the founder's perspective. So the number one reason I see, the number one mistake I see people make is that they hope that they will get lucky. And, you know, people are generally, especially entrepreneurs, business owners are generally optimistic. They think that things will work out faster than normally they do. And it is not just the case for building a business, which we all believe or hope is going to be faster than actually turns out in most cases to be. But it's, it's the same thing for succession. Business owners tend to believe that finding a successor is going to be a slam dunk. They are going to find the person that's going to be like them and they're going to groom them. And in a year or two, they will have a successor and they will be able to sell the business or they will be able to retire or create an ESAP or some other way they can walk into the sunset. And the situation is very rarely like that. In fact, one in 10 times perhaps, but maybe less. Because the reality is that people will find a successor, the successor changes their mind, they get pushed by the competition, they turn out not to have the skills, they turn out not to be entrepreneurial, they just going to, you know, in many cases, they just enjoy having a nice salary and a nice car and the nice vacations, and they're not actually going to do the work they're not going to work nearly as hard as the founder who founded the company and made it successful. So don't expect to get lucky. That's the first one. The second one is looking for your alter ego. So that's kind of the twin brother of the problem of wanting to get lucky, looking for a person that is exactly like you, expecting the succession to happen by way of locating another you who can then take over the business and run the same way as you are running the business. And this is a grave mistake for two reasons. First of all, it's very rare that you will find someone who is really like you. Secondly, if you expect to find a person like that, then you will likely surround yourself with people who agree with you and they can cause you more harm than they help you. So don't make that mistake. Don't look for your alter ego. Accept the fact that if you are looking for a strong leader, they will disagree with you a lot of the time. They probably are going to be different people than you are. They may not be the best person to hang out with, but they may be the most capable person to have the, to succeed to the company. The second reason why looking for your alter ego is not a good idea is because it may not be that it's going to be one person. In fact, you are better off by replacing yourself by multiple people. And uh, let me tell you what I mean. So when the founder replaces themselves with one person, and essentially they didn't bring the organization, they just replaced themselves at the best of times, but that person is still a one-man show. When the founder is thinking about institutionalizing the business, then they will promote multiple people. They will have uh, more breadth of um, a management team, and it will actually help them find a successor because they will have more options. 
They will have multiple managers ascending in the ranks and they can pick whoever turns out to be the most competent and the most desirous of, of the job. So when talking about succession, don't think about one person. Think about an organization. What kind of organization do you want to succeed you as a founder? Do you want a single person who may or may not turn out to be a good leader? Or do you want a strong organization which have multiple leaders who can each become, emerge as your successor, and if they don't work out, someone else can take their place? I think it's the latter. The third mistake I see people make is that they try to mentor that person on their own. And there's nothing wrong with passing the information that you have gathered, trying to pass your experience on. But it's a very limited way of mentoring that person because, you know, much of your experience is not going to be articulated uh, well. Uh, It's going to be something that you bring to bear when you make decisions. A lot of it is instinctual. A lot of it is subconscious and instinctive. And you will not be able to teach these instincts. So whatever you can teach is limited to whatever you can articulate. Plus, if that person, even if that person was to learn everything from you, you you still wouldn't have a better leader than you are. And if you replace yourself, you might as well find someone who is better than you because you will need that for the company to grow. If you find a person who is just as good as you are, it's not going to be able to grow the business. The second aspect of this is that you have resources at your disposal that you can leverage in order to make that person as good as possible. One of them is you can hire them a business coach who will bring a different sets of experiences than you have. And there will be a professional who know how to coach someone, how to coach a leader and how to bring out the best abilities from them. Often business owners who try to mentor their successors, they do this by just sharing their experiences. Whereas a coach focuses on asking the right questions rather than telling them what to do. And it's a more engaging way of mentoring people. Another way to mentor people is to involve them in a peer group. And there are many CEO peer groups around. Vistage is one organization. It's the largest organization. There are hundreds of Vistage CEO peer groups around the country. And there's most likely there's one in your town or there are multiple. And you can visit with those groups and, and involve yourself or your successor in a group like that. And they will then meet a number of like-minded CEOs or key executives who are equally ambitious and smart and driven to succeed. And by putting your successor in an environment of successful people, it's going to rub off on them. It's going to rub off on her or him. And she or he will not want to fall behind and will want to fly with the eagles. And there's much more of a chance that they will turn out to be successful because they can learn from all these people. They can learn from their mistakes. They can take their advice on important decisions. They will reflect, give them um, feedback on how they come across as a leader and help them correct their weaknesses as a leader. So evolve them in a peer group. And the last big mistake I see is when people rely on their successor for their pension. And what I mean by that is that however good a successor you picked, and however good a successor or multiple successors you groomed, cannot rely on them to do a good job indefinitely. And when you're gone from the business, you never know how they're going to turn out. They might go mad. They might have a midlife crisis. 
they might decide to leave the organization. So don't rely on them for your pension. Make sure that your net worth is secured as a part of the succession. Uh, maybe when you pass the baton, you can sell your business to someone else who will then co-own that company with that successor or employ that successor. Use the succession process to put yourself in a safe position, not to increase your risk by stepping back and letting someone else manage the business for you. So the same thing goes for an earnout. So even if you sell the company, if you are relying on an earnout to get paid for the business, make sure you hang around until the earnout is paid or a good part of it and not let your successor be in charge of your earnout. The same goes for an ESAP. Uh, many uh, business owners decide to transition their business to the management and to the employees. They create an ESAP structure, but they get paid by the company over time. And if they leave too early, they're not going to be able to secure that they get the full purchase price because the company may not be in a position to pay it. So make sure that part of your succession plan is a transition in a way that you get paid for your business in the end and you can get your net worth out of the business while you're in control. So these are my thoughts for the day. Thank you for listening. I look forward to continuing our discussion tomorrow. And remember, your succession is success. Thank you for listening to the Succession Secrets Podcast. Make sure you check out SuccessionSecrets.com for archive podcasts and transcripts and IntrepCoaches.com. That's E-N-T-R-E-P Coaches.com to download your free copy of the Your Terms newsletter.